You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, all together, and welcome in this new year 2021. <laughs> welcome to the first episode of the new year of the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Pia, and I am here together with... Steffi, hello. And... I'm Kiki. Happy New Year! May it be a better year than the last year, but still, I had the feeling that a lot of people thought with the new year everything will change and the pandemic is over. That's not the case. Keep wearing your masks, keep your distance to other people as far away as possible. Don't meet too many people. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy and stay strong because I think it's not a long way to go because... We have two or three months now, then the temperatures will rise and then everything is getting better. People get their vaccine and then everything might go to a new and better normal. Not the normal that we had before, but a better normal. That's what I aim for, at least. <laughs> so stay strong. We will make it together. That would be great. That would be great. And yeah, let's jump into this episode with the first topic that we have for today. I hope for a lot more concerts than in 2020, because I visited one concert <laughs> in 2020. How about you? Same. I also went to one uh, IRL concert. <laughs> <laughs> And that was in February. I saw Lepras here in Dortmund. And... Um, As amazing a concert as it was, it was definitely sad to have not seen any other bands after. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steffi? If I were at a concert, I can't remember, and that might be a bad sign. <laughs> oh, um, no, I think there were just three months to go for one concert, and these three months I just did not um, yeah, take for a concert visit, sadly. I was at a concert in Hamburg, um, Crossfaith from Japan played there. And to be honest, Crossfaith is not a band that I listen to regularly. So I also thought about skipping the concert and not go there. But I'm so, so, so happy that I went there because, yeah. Back then I didn't know that it would be the only concert of the year that I would be able to visit. And shortly after that, I also went to a party, to a metal party. And yeah, that also was the only party <laughs> that I visited in 2020. Good old February. I want to have you back. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, when bands can't play concerts and go on tours, they get a bit more creative in other ways. For example, there have been a lot of really cool music videos that have been released this year. And also, even though some bands thought about postponing their releases because they wanted to go on tour right after releasing the new record, most of them, I think, didn't postpone. Thanks for the internet. Without the internet, this whole pandemic would have been a lot worse. And yeah, thanks for all the great releases that have been put out, <laughs> brought to us via Spotify, Apple Music and everything in 2020. Another uh, thing that a lot of bands did were, were live streams. Yes. Not, not only bands, but also festivals and um, other production companies. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that the other 
concert I attended <laughs> <laughs> was virtual and that was Tuska Utopia's, Tuska Utopia's episode of Battle Beast. That was a whole concert. Well, yeah, okay. Eskimo Cowboy's um, concert we also watched. Don't forget to mention that because you had fun. Exactly. Wait, <laughs> let me finish my thoughts. <laughs> the thing is, yes, with the Tuska Utopia, we did a whole podcast episode and we will link it in the show notes. So uh, check that out if you haven't yet. We also wrote a report on all three episodes of the Tuska Utopia, uh, which featured Turmion Catilot, Battle Beast and Apocalyptica. But the definite highlight in concerts of this year is for me our reunion <laughs> where the three of us were the audience in front of my TV. <laughs> and yes, we, we watched Eskimo Cowboy and I enjoyed that a lot. Ooh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's repeat that, but with a real festival or a real concert yeah, next year. Yes, please. But I would also enjoy another live stream with the two of you for sure. So, um, before we talk about the releases that made 2020 a bit better for us, um, let's just quickly talk about the releases that came out recently. There is one release that I think I can go and get another beer because now we can talk about Epica and I know that the two of you can talk a lot about Epica, which I can't. That's true. <laughs> so, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Epica released uh, two singles in the last few weeks or I think maybe even a month now. Um, and that's Abyss of Time and Freedom. And for both, they also made very impressive uh, music videos. And yeah, it's the first impression of their release Omega, which is released somewhere next year, I think February. Yes. Yeah. So, Kiki, what do you think about the songs? Yes. Also, you forgot uh, the acoustic version of Abyss of Time. That's right. Yeah. That also came out um, in the past weeks. Uh, by the way, we are recording. Um, we are talking to you from the past. We are recording this on December 29th. <laughs> so it is still 2020. <laughs> But still, we wish you all the best. Now you just try my whole moderation. <laughs> <laughs> my whole intro. <laughs> I know. Back to reality. Um, yeah, there's there's actually not much to tell from, from, from my perspective. Um, Uh, Abyss of Time, both versions of the new Epica single are really great. Uh, Freedom had a lyric video um, for Abyss of Time. There was this one acoustic video, which was actually pretty cool to watch. And the really real production for the, for the original song um, was amazing, obviously, with all of the costumes for Simone, etc. But there's nothing else to say for me than I'm so looking forward to listening to the whole album and that's it. I cannot, I don't want to judge the tracks on their own. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. But uh, what do you think of the music video for Freedom? I was a little bit confused because it looked so much like a video game and For my, um, in my opinion, a little bit too much. It was I was a little bit confused. I know Epica did some animated videos also in the past. 
that was more more like um, a manga or comic style, but that was just like completely CGI, and um, I was a little bit confused, and I do not like it so much the style of it, but. Yeah, let's see. That um, also doesn't touch the music anyway. Um, the music is great. Maybe that was the thing. I've been playing so much video games all, all year. <laughs> Maybe I just was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> It really didn't make a big impression on me. So, yeah. All right. What if? Steffi, how about Genus Ordinis Day? You talked about this band so much in this podcast lately. <laughs> And <laughs> the new album has been out on December the 4th. So, how is it? Yeah, and now the joke, um, I just didn't listen to it yet. But yeah, about this album, I just know what I already mentioned in former podcast episodes, that it seems to be a huge production because they want to release the first metal series. And yeah, every song, I don't, I think it must be around about 10 songs, and every song got its own very impressive video the first three huh and that's the reason because i just didn't listen yet to the whole album because i wanted to wait um, that every music video is released so i can watch it everything at the same or not at the same time but you know just one after another and um i think a few weeks ago already there were there were just three uh videos which are released and um I have to check out if there are already more. Um, yeah, let's see. I think it's, um, if you like symphonic death metal, they describe the music. If you have, um, yeah, ideas what it can be, and if you like that style, I think you shall give this band a try, definitely, because it looks like such a high professional um, recording. And also the former album was very mm, progressive, like innovative. I liked it a lot. The band actually called my attention when uh, they released Nemesis in 2019, featuring Melissa Van Fleet. Uh, that is a very, very good song that has been since then on my playlists. And also their 2017 album has a song featuring Christina Scabia from Lacuna Coil. So uh, this Italian band is very ambitious. So uh, I think we should definitely uh, have a, keep an eye on them. How about the new, I think it's only the video, only the single that Within Temptation released, The Perch? Yeah, Within Temptation founded, I think, also now a month ago, their own label. And they released, I think, two songs now under that on, under their own label. And that's The Perch, that's a new song. And... Entertain you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Kiki. Um, uh, the Perch is very... Well, not like old school, but I just uh, saw the video and that was like, okay, you're back to the roots. <laughs> not um, not the song, but visually um, the same motives or the same pictures as they were don't know, 10 years ago made by With Intentation, like this big dresses and fantasy elements um, CGI, or I think CGI is very common, uh, but 
I don't know. It, it has a very typical Wind Temptation feeling. <laughs> and also a little gothic mood in there. And that was so, okay, yeah, they went just back to the roots. I, I'm very exciting what the new album will bring to us. Let's see. I, in the last years, they made more like symphonic rock or, yeah, modern metal. I don't know. But it's definitely not um, that gothic symphonic metal anymore. Maybe they will go back. We'll see. Kiki, did you watch this stuff yet? Honestly, I am not interested anymore. That is so mean to say. I know. But I don't know. It's like Nightwish for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can completely understand that. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, Nightwish released an album this year too. I totally forgot, honestly. I totally forgot. It's like what yeah. this year? <laughs> yes. The human whatever it is. It was nature. contradictory. Sure. Human nature. It's from this year. Yeah. Shit. Well, okay. See, and none of us and none of us has that album on our lists. Fuck. <laughs> on our review for 2020. Yeah. Maybe we should change everything about this magazine. The name, the <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> Let's go Metalcore. <laughs> Metalcore and high heels, <laughs> metal and high heels uh, revamped. Yeah, Holy could be. Like, the, maybe this is how we are uh, um, evolving. evolving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Trivium all the time. Steffi likes everything that I like, and that is metalcore all the time. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> sounds like I have just no opinion. Thank you. No, 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 no. You, you have the best taste in music. <laughs> Yeah, the the person with the second best taste of music in the world, the first am I. <laughs> so I really love you for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. I don't know what I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, you don't need to say anything because I just read through your top albums of the year and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's so right. Yes. So you are the like, first one to me. Like Vadruna or Mirkur? Amaranthi? Besides them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Maybe we should just skip to that. Our favorite releases of the year 2020. Steffi, what about you? Would you like to start? Yes, I can do. Um, there were some <laughs> albums on my list. <laughs> um, and I think about how we start. I think... It's um, the best way to sort it by genre. And yeah, I always have my little episodes where I like different music styles or genres. So um, for a few months, I am completely into folk music or folk metal. And then it's more metalcore, PS metalcore. <laughs> 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 and um, then... And that's uh, the ongoing episode right now. Um, the Mellow Death phase. Good folk albums I want to mention and yeah, just um, recommend is Myrkur. She released uh, Folk Sage. Yeah, and that's a completely... It's, it's not like acoustic, but it's not black metal anymore. But she just focused on her folky elements in the music and made a whole album out of it and that's 
in my ears just impressive and I always waited for such an album by her because I always loved these folk elements in her black metal music and yeah now this year she made it <laughs> she gave uh, this album to us and yeah I'm, I just felt completely in love with her impressive voice um, all the traditional instruments she used and yeah that was definitely great and Another one is, or that's more like different singles uh, by Vadruna. And they released some singles like, shit, it's Swedish or whatever, Norwegian or whatever. Quidraven, I think it shall mean White Raven. Leifjaburg and Gra. Yeah, so Mirko and Vadruna and also Ivor. I already mentioned this um, artist from the Ferrer Islands earlier in an episode. She released um, an album called Sigil. All of these three great, great, great artists released <laughs> even greater <laughs> releases this year. And I just can totally recommend if you are into folk music. And so my next episode is uh, Metalcore. And there I listened, I think, oh, maybe month, I hope just weeks, but uh, to Eskimo <laughs> Cowboys and MXX. Uh, or shall I call it 2020? I'm always a little bit confused about the title, Pia. It's MMXX. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, okay. This album title and but i think or i have to say i'm a little bit disappointed by the who album because i think the singles they dropped before album release were just the best songs so i was like a little bit hyped of the whole album and then hmm yeah okay the singles i already know and they are definitely the best songs hmm, well yeah but but let me explain mmxx is is an EP that was released to introduce the new singer. So they wrote this three new songs. And um, the other songs, Prism is an acoustic cover. Prism was on the rehab album. And the other two songs, um, Monsieur Moustache and Drama Queen, were on the very first EP that Eskimo Cover released. And that EP was released 2010, so 10 years ago. And um, they thought about releasing an album and they said, well, we have to do something now. We want to introduce the new singer. We want to. We want people to lighten up their mood somehow. That's what they did with Hyper Hyper and also <laughs> MC Thunder 2 later. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why they put out this EP. Normally, they would also have recorded a new album, which will be released in 2021. Okay, yeah, another point where I'm looking forward to <laughs> this year. What else? Uh, right, Eskimo Cowboy. Maybe that was my beginner's drug for metalcore. I'm not sure. But uh, now I am more and more into it. And so also listening to Barry Tomorrow, for example. And um, yeah, they are not a small band or something. Um, they're already quite big. But um, yeah, for me, uh, it's new in my playlist. And I love them. Playlist is a good keyword because the three of us updated our playlists for you <laughs> so that you now have the the updated version of our taste in music exactly and yeah so you know also that there are 
you maybe shall not listen to my playlist at once because you will have a very huge and uh, change um, or um, what is it? <laughs> It's a weird mix of different music styles. Thank you for translation, my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same with my playlist. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would sort it in three parts, I think. What's next? Melodeath. Oh, my big, big love, Melodeath. Um, yeah, I started listening to Dark Tranquility and Soulwork and Wolfheart. Wolfheart, I already fell in love next uh, last year. Last, last year, <laughs> I mean, of course. Um, but they released Wolfheart, released Wolves of Caleria. And that was holy shit. I just, yeah, love it first sight. No, I just thought about the album and it was just like a punch in your fucking stomach, but a very gentle one. Okay, that's so weird. <laughs> a gentle hit in your fucking stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that's weird. <laughs> but somehow I think it all also describes it quite good because it's still very... Um, has very good melodies and you're led through the songs by these melodies and the instruments are pff, great bass and drums has very are uh, very voluminous and um yeah that's what i meant with punch and <laughs> the dental is the melody um and um yeah it's uh, It's, it's great. <laughs> I still get goosebumps if I talk about it. And yeah, I just can recommend to listen to uh, Wolf of Caleria. And also to Dark Tranquility's Moment, which was released this um, year, I think, oh, last year, November, right? And um, I think it's more catchy. or I, I think it's um, you have easier access to their kind of music. What else? Um, yeah, Soulwork released an EP and I'm always a little bit confused by Soulwork's music videos. Is it? I mean, I think it's more like a running gag that this band just made always awkward music videos. Can that be? Is it part of their concept or something? Yeah, I, I don't know, but... Um, It was once again a very weird music video, but once again, music was great. <laughs> I think they also released a video for their 17-minute track, for the title track, A Wisp of the Atlantic. So a really huge project. Yeah, Exactly, and that, that is also a weird one. <laughs> okay, but let's go to the next one because uh, artist is long. Um, Sojourne is not the biggest band, I would say. And I just discovered them a few weeks ago. And they do a combination of death metal, black, doom, folk. How did you get to them? Spotify. It was just like recommended and the cover work was very beautiful. And I was just like, oh, that looks beautiful. Let's click it. <laughs> I saw them live with uh, Draconian. Uh, the beginning of 2019 I think and I love them totally they were a um, big recommendation they are in my playlists as well great yes Good. very nice Icelandic band no not Icelandic from New Zealand and Scotland and 
oh yeah somewhere else New Zealand then that's the other country that I had in mind <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very very sad because the singer the female singer and guitarist just left the band and yeah I was very sad as I read it because I felt in love with a very um, yeah fragile or soft voice yeah her voice was definitely a highlight for their sound for me too And they're really cool live. They're still very young. Exactly. So I think I just um, described the music like, yeah, it's it's dark, it's folky, it's um, very atmospheric, has lots of atmosphere. I, I think I just cried the second time I listened to the album in, in the whole length and yeah, in a calm evening. It's good. And now, at least, I think, I don't know why it's the last one point in my list, but it's Amaranth Manifest, and uh, holy shit, it's 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 my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I can't describe it. Um, anything else? Why do you feel guilty? Because I know that it's 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 a little bit too poppy. It's a little too cheesy. It's it's just too much of everything, and but it's always. It's also very catchy and I just can't stop listening and I want to sing along with the songs and I had lots of fun while listening but also the music videos I watched the music videos and I was oh fuck no <laughs> no sorry but cringe that's a word did you discover some new bands in 2020 uh, some I already mentioned but What I um, need to listen still is the new album of Oceans of Slumber because I totally love this band. Uh, yeah, but they are so doomed <laughs> that I just um, I just didn't didn't uh, listen to it yet because it's it's so doom <laughs> doomy <laughs> and um, yeah I need to repeat that and yeah. Mitochondrial Sun. I think that was once again the fourth pronunciation. <laughs> um, uh, you showed me, Pia, this band, or well, project, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's an instrumental, very, um, it's, not, it's not post rock. I would describe it as a mixture of post rock and neoclassical music. And yeah, and a very arty way <laughs> but but still catchy yes um for my other pod podcast promise gabe i had an interview with niklas sundin about this project mitochondrial sun and that was quite interesting because he told me that he composed the songs for the new album who pulsara on the guitar but the music itself it's all made digitally so What you can hear on the album is all just Cubase. And I think that's amazing because that is just, it's a soundscape, I would say. Um, I would compare them a little bit to Alcest, that's a post-black metal band. It's very atmospheric. There is a song where you have just a formant blast beat. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that it's not a band that a lot of people will listen to, but that People who like it might fall in love with it. He also said that the the album that Ulva released some years ago, um, 
Magical of the Night is the translation. I don't know the, the original title now, <laughs> but yeah, whoever likes post-black metal might also like the mitochondrial sun stuff. Definitely a very artistic project. Exactly. And that's that's my shit <laughs> for this year. <laughs> um, I think uh, what we are looking forward in 2021, we will do at the end. Kiki, how about you? What were your highlights of 2020? This year has been long. Um, I, as always, <laughs> tried to do things chronologically. So the first album that I want to mention that I have mentioned before also in our minisodes is In This Moment's Mother that came out in March already. I My highlights from that album are As Above, So Below and The In Between. Those are really great um, songs that I have been listening to a lot. After that, another band that didn't push the release date of their album was Trivium. In April, they released What the Dead Men Say, and I was super hyped for for it. And then also, at the same time, I didn't want to have much expectations because the album before that, The Sin in the Sentence, was just so great that I didn't think they could top it. And sadly, they didn't. So it was... I wasn't too disappointed because I kept my expectations low but um yeah what the dead men say has a few uh, good songs um especially the singles uh the title track the catastrophist is another good one and a few others that i listen to a lot that i can't remember right now obviously but yeah that was it i still listen to trivium a lot but not as much i'm not as obsessed anymore <laughs> After that, in July, a game um, Cannibal came out by Barry Tomorrow. So I totally agree with Steffi on that. That was a really cool album. Um, I like Choke. It's on my... I, I, I just listened to it today. But otherwise, uh, I listened to the album a few times over and yeah, <laughs> the hype passed as quick as it came. <laughs> Yeah, I totally um, have to say Choke is also one of my favorite songs for Barry Tomorrow. And I also think my um, uh, start off listening to them because in uh, yeah generated playlist by Spotify, or not generated, but playlist made by Spotify, there was a song and just what, oh, yes, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, totally agree with you, Kiki. And after that, still in July, uh, Grimm. By Dark Sarah came out, and we talked to Heidi from Dark Sarah a few episodes ago. Totally go back to listen to that because she is so adorable and nice and lovely, and it was a very cool interview to talk about the whole album. It's also a really nice concept. Um, it's a new story that she is developing for a new character, kind of. Um, yeah, but also... <laughs> I like the first single and the rest is okay, but not as much as I liked the other ones. Um, Melancholia is the, the single that I listen to a lot. Uh, yeah, I then 
Uh, I must say I disagree with Sheffi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> About Amaranth's manifest. I think it's a cool album. It's totally their style. It's what they have always been. Very catchy, very uh, electro metal kind of thing. And uh, yeah, the singles, viral, strong, do or die. I love them. They were went right into my playlist and um, playlists. And that's it. That was October 2nd that Manifest came out. And in October 23rd, Fever 333 released Wrong Generation. Now, Fever 333 is a new discovery of mine, but I have been obsessed about their everything. Fever 333 for me is the new Rage Against the Machine. They rock and they are very activist. Um... And I haven't listened to the album Wrong Generation that much yet, but I like their lyrics, I like the power, and um, it's like kind of new metal-ish, maybe post-new metal. <gasps> Is that a thing? I have no idea how to describe them. There's rapping, there's there's everything. It's, it's really interesting to listen to them. So um, definitely a recommendation. You mentioned that they are activists. So what's mm -hmm. what the point? For what do they fight? Um, in the they are very much in the Black Lives Matter movement and for, you know, equal social civil rights. All right. After that, by the end of uh, October, on October 30th, Draconian released Under a Godless Veil, and I was so hyped about this album. I had mentioned it in a few of our minisodes, and uh, I had heard a lot of um, good comments on the album before I, before I finally gave it uh, several good listens, and I still cannot put my finger on it. It's nice. And it's this beautiful, doomy, dark atmosphere that Draconian has. But I, it didn't struck me as, as the, the album before struck me as amazingness, you know? Um, so in the album before, Sovran has several uh, songs that, are, that have become my favorites. And Under a Godless Veil doesn't have as many. The Scythian, I love a lot. I like a lot. And uh, Sorrow Sophia, I think that was one of the singles. Um, those are lovely. But otherwise, eh. Ah, okay. I still love Heike's voice and I still love their music. But yeah, maybe I just have to listen to it more. And another one that maybe was a bit unexpected, um, I have to mention Bring Me the Horizon's new album, Post-Human Survival Horror. As I said, we should change our name to something... Metalcore in High Heels. Yeah, could be. Yeah, so this is brought by Metalcore in, Metalcore in High Heels, the mention that I really like um, Bring Me the Horizon's new album, Post-Human Survival Horror. The song that I don't listen to is the one featuring Baby Metal, because Baby Metal is a thing that shall not be played in my household. But the bestest thing in this album is, the, is a song with the longest title. And the title is One Day the Only Butterflies Left Will Be in Your Chest As You March Towards Your Death. And that, Steffi, is 
an environmental activist song, and it features Amy Lee from Evanescence. And the story behind how the song was made is amazing. And I will link the Genius page in the show notes because apparently Bring Me the Horizon at some point released a song that was very much or had lyrics very much like one of Evanescence's. And they got into a legal battle that... Um, got settled at some point, but Amy Lee, that's how she discovered and and started to like Bring Me the Horizon, and uh, they just kept in touch, and at some point this song was born, and it's beautiful. It's like a, the most beautiful love ballad you could ever think of, but it's actually a love-hate ballad between the earth and humanity. And it just blows my mind and made me cry the first time I listened to it. It's just beautiful. People go play it now. Pause this podcast and play it now. So those are the albums that I really liked this year. Discoveries. I have a few or, or many, 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 but the most um, worth mentioning are Ad Infinitum, symphonic metal that I hadn't heard of. Why? Why was there a, such a thing? I don't know. But Ad Infinitum, that's one I I still have to check out better myself. Um, other bands, I'm just going to drop their names because I also haven't heard a lot, but I like what I've heard until now are volumes. Metalcore and high heels. Brought to you by Metalcore and high heels. <laughs> <laughs> volumes and loathe. And... Spirit Box, this is like my new obsession. <laughs> Spirit Box is a Canadian band. The singer is from I Wrestled a Bear. I Wrestled a Bear Ones, exactly. Courtney Laplante is the singer from I Wrestled a Bear Ones. And her voice blows my mind. Her distorted vocals and her clean vocals just blow my mind. I want to be like her when I grow up. And... They just dropped a new single on December 4th. Uh, Constance is just so lovely. Uh, otherwise, my favorite song is Blessed Be. Those you, you also really, really have to check out. This is just my new obsession and go play it. Hell yeah. So yeah, there was a lot um, Metalcore and High Heels. <laughs> in right? <this. laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Let me just continue with this. <laughs> Because the albums that I listen to a lot... Um, that I want to mention here. I um, I didn't write them down chronologically, but I brought them into a ranking. And um, on the 10th place, so to speak, I have The Ghost Inside with their safe-titled Comeback album. So um, we also mentioned this in one of our episodes. The band had um, an accident in 2015, and they were injured very badly or some of them the the drummer lost one leg and so they had to recover for a very long time you can see the whole process in the song aftermath so if you want to know more about it just go to the episode we talked about it and you can listen to the whole story the next one that i listened to a lot was from august burns red the guardians album um august burns red popped up in my galaxy when they released their album Phantom Anthem in 2017. That was a really strong album and Guardians is not as good as the Phantom Anthem album, but um, I really, really like their lead guitar player, JB Brubaker. He is amazing. He has amazing solos and 
yeah, an album with solos like this just have to be in a top 10 ranking of my albums of 2020. Uh, I think I didn't talk about the Within the Ruins album Black Heart. Um, they released it, I think, in November 2020. And I would say the Deathcore album. So mm, it's very complicated music. But when you listen to it, you have to smile <laughs> a lot because they put musical themes of random stuff in there. There is the Tetris theme somewhere. There is uh, the Pink Panther theme <laughs> in one song. And also they took parts from the Metallica song One. That are the three that I discovered. I think there are a lot more. So just go listen to that album and see how many Easter eggs you can find. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> it's really great. Um, Steffi already mentioned the Eskimo Cowboy EP MMXX. I can only add that you either love Hyper Hyper or hate it. I belong to the people who love it because I think it's also amazing that they said, well, we are in the middle of a pandemic or at the beginning <laughs> of a pandemic um, and everybody is just tired and sad and we don't know what will happen next. So let's just try to make people smile. And that's what they did with Hyper Hyper, with the song itself, but also with the video. So yeah, thank you Eskimo Cowboy for lightening up our mood. I think also people who are not deeply into their music had a little smile on their face when watching the video. There was another album that I already talked about in this podcast that was released by The Number Zero. The album is called In a Dream in a Nightmare. I also talked about that a lot in this podcast. <laughs> Same to the next album that I have in my list, that is the How Do We Want to Live album by Long Distance Calling. An album that we also talked about before it was released, is the self-titled debut album by Ghost Kid. Ghost Kid is the former singer of Eskimo Cowboy. He left Eskimo Cowboy because he had a vision of music, I would say, uh, that he wasn't able to, um, to realize with Eskimo Cowboy anymore. And you can really hear this in the debut album. When you like American new metal bands like Korn or Slipknot or Marilyn Manson, then I think you will... Also definitely like uh, the Ghost Kid stuff because he also said that this were his influences and you can hear this in the music. He also worked with a lot of guest musicians, for example, Mille Petrosa from Creator, but also uh, Markus Bischoff from Heaven Shall Burn and yeah, a lot of other famous artists. And there are also a lot of really cool music videos. So that sounds really interesting. I'm taking note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> metalcore and high heels. Um, <laughs> uh, another album that I already talked about in this podcast is the Kali Yuga album from In Heart's Wake. There is a lot of variety music-wise on the album, and it also has a lot of critiques towards how we treat our environment and that we should do better and that we should yeah, take care about our climate and of our planet, of course. I had problems with mentioning or with picking my album of the year 2020 because there were two albums that I liked a lot. Um, then I decided to put the Fit for a King album, The Path, on my place two, so to speak. Um, I heard this album 
without knowing the band at all. So I just put it on when I was driving in my car. And from second one, I was like, wow, that's amazing. They sound a bit like what In Flames could sound like. Um, and I also said in this podcast, I think that I immediately looked up if there are some ex-members of In Flames involved in Fit for a King, but they are not. So it's their unique sound. It's in the middle of death metal and metalcore. And yeah, the, the album just blasted me away. And that's what another album also did by a band that I know since I think two years. I also like the former EP and the former album, and that's why um, I said, okay, well, let's take this album for for the number one album 2020. But to be honest, it could have been both, or I would just split um, the first place in the album that I'm talking about now is by Currents, and it's called The Way It Ends. Um, yeah, it's great. There are so many hits on this album, like, for example, Monsters, Afflect to Wave, Kill the Egg, Origin, They're all amazing, and the band also is a very cool live band, and I really hope <laughs> to see them again next year. That have been my albums of the year, and now I'm a little bit curious because I can tell you after a very long time that I got a new favorite band. <gasps> What? Yes, I'm really, really in love with their music. I don't listen to them for a long time, which makes it even more amazing. So um, the band is called N is OK. And I read about this band name a lot before. But I think if I would have recognized them earlier, it wouldn't have been the same. So they came at the right time. And since I discovered them, I can only listen to this band and I don't listen to anything else anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you could compare the music to We Came as Romans, also lyric-wise, I think. Some people also compare them to Eskimo Cowboy, but I think you could do that with their debut album, The Lucid Dreamer. That sounds a bit like early Eskimo Cowboy sound-wise, not lyric-wise. But yeah, um, for the new stuff, that doesn't fit anymore at all. So I can listen to all of their songs. I can listen to all of their songs again. Then I go watch the music videos. Then I listen to their songs again. And it never gets boring. And I don't want to skip any songs. So I like everything that wow. they put out. Yeah. And I especially like that they also use the clean vocals as a kind of instrument. Um, that's what I also thought Currents could have done better on their The Way It Ends album. There were some passages where they used the guitar for atmospheric sounds. And I thought, well, you could also just take the, the vocals without lyrics to create a sound that would, that would have fit better, I think, or that would have created another kind of atmosphere. And that's what NSOK do, definitely. Um, they wanted to release an album this year. The album was called Aurora, um, but they had to postpone the release to late January 2021. So I'm really, really looking forward to that one. I'm really sure if Steffi <laughs> listens to them, that she will say, yes, that's definitely music that Pia likes. And I'm pretty sure that you will also like them. I will take them out. <laughs> <laughs> Do so because let's go to what we're looking forward to in 2021. And that is the High Five Summer Festival in Stockholm. And guess who plays there? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Everyone who <meant> it. 
Uh, and it's okay, we'll play there. Also, Torments that I like a lot. Atlas is another band that I discovered this year. One Morning Left will play there. And yeah, Eskimo Cowboy will also play there. So it's going to be a really, really amazing festival if it can happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it. I hope or maybe it will become the highlight of this year, 2021. I think so. <laughs> What else are you looking forward to? Oh, well, let me just uh, quickly finish my list. One Morning Left will release their album Hyperactive. Eskimo Callboy will release an album. I think there is no specific date yet. In March, there will be a new Dreamshade album. And another band that I discovered this year are As Everything Unfolds from Great Britain. That's also a post-hardcore band. And their singer Charlie... She does both, the clean and the distorted vocals. Um, and she has a very special voice, I would say. So it's a bit lower than most of the female singers. <laughs> and it sounds very interesting. She also mixes the screams and the clean vocals sometimes. So that's, that creates a very cool sound. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Pia, Dark Trongori moment is not on your list. I know. Um, I My expectations were very high for the Dark Tranquility album and there are some songs that I really like a lot. For example, Identical to None. But the album was not as good as I expected. So, yeah, it, it popped up in my Apple Music account and then I listened to it twice i think and then i was like okay it's a good album but it's not an album that i desire to listen to more <laughs> all right i'm sorry that's okay so i can continue also with our festival plans for next year which hopefully Yay! hopefully will work we want to go to the empiricon festival it's just one day here in germany in oberhausen And yeah, it's already beginning of April. Ooh, yeah, might be uh, yeah, insecure. <laughs> yeah, let's see. And that's also very metalcore. <laughs> I also just saw, I think, Barry Tomorrow with... Barry Tomorrow should go to Kiki. <laughs> yeah that, that's right so that, that's maybe a concert for all three of us I think it's Barry Tomorrow and, and August Burns Red maybe yeah. they will nice. two together and we shall go there <laughs> Metalcore and High Heels yeah exactly <laughs> on tour <laughs> <laughs> let's do a vlog But yeah, right, the Impericon Festival, once again with Eskimo Callboy. <laughs> Such a surprise. Um, yeah, another one, I think, um, or I don't think, I know <laughs> that Kiki uh, agree with it, is um, another album highlight this year. Epicus Omega will be <laughs> released in um, early spring. No, winter. February 26th. Thank you. I think we are both hyped to listen to the Who album. Very much. Uh, that is also um, one of the things. Uh, my tradition, quote unquote, was to go to the record store, to the physical record store, and buy the Epica, the new Epica album, the day it drops. And I buy the audio 
book, I think is what they call it, with the instrumental tracks and the acoustic tracks. So it's the three CDs. And I don't know if that's going to be possible in by the end of February next year. So I'm... Um, I don't know. I'm excited to find out how things develop in the world in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. But yes, that is the one. Another release that I am looking forward to um, this year, 2021, is Dark Horse White Horse debut EP that will be self-titled and has no release date as of yet, I think. Uh, Dark Horse, White Horse is Marcela Bobbio's new band, or as she puts it, Symphonic Tech Progressive Metal Project. And it involves Marcela Bobbio, Jord Otto, and Ruben Weiger, all of them from bands like Mayan, Irene, Revamp, Fewer, and Black Briar. And so that is a release that I'm really looking forward to. A few singles have already dropped. I um, had the pleasure to listen to some even in advance through Marcela Bobbio's Patreon. And it's just amazing. She's at the peak of her vocal skills development. I don't know. It's amazing what she's doing with her voice. And the music is really complex, very experimental, and I love it. Oh. It's very powerful, dark stuff. Okay, sounds amazing. But uh, yeah, so it's metal, right? Because she also did yeah, some more like, yeah, acoustic. She has her solo project, um, but after Stream of Passion and after Fjord, she was, I guess, looking for her own band again or to start her own band again and dark horse white horse is definitely a really good um project that she's doing now the crowdfunding campaign for this debut album is up until the end of the month the end of january and i will link that in the show notes uh right now as of december 29th it has reached 90 percent of the goal so if you can if you can support it, there are really cool perks in there. Check it out. Um, yeah, link will be in the show notes. And that is all I'm looking forward to next year. Um, concert or event-wise, uh, Tuska is the only thing that I have um, even thought about. And otherwise, 2021 is still like this huge question mark, I think, for everybody. You could go to the High Five Summer Festival with us. Metalcore in high heels again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Um, yeah, I'm still not planning too many things so much in advance. But honestly, I would be uh, very interested in like the second or, or, or in like the uh, in getting vaccinated as early as I can. That's what I wanted to say. That's it, I think. Or do you have anything else to mention? No. Great. So, yeah. The other thing that I'm looking forward to you uh, to in 2021 is a lot more podcast episodes with you. <laughs> because it always is a lot of fun and yeah. I always like to listen to the shows that I'm not part of and I also like podcasting itself with you. So yeah, let's make 
a lot more episodes next year. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to follow our journey, may it be Metacore and High Heels on tour or just this podcast, you can follow us everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, I don't know what else is there. We are not on TikTok. So yeah, just uh, let's keep the normal ways. Check out our playlists on Spotify and check out all the other episodes that we did so far. There are 81 episodes more that you can discover, plus some mini-sodes, plus our episode number zero. And all of that you can find at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 82nd to go to the show notes of this one straight there and also yeah follow the metal and high heels podcast on spotify and stitcher <laughs> or subscribe on apple podcasts or your preferred app your preferred app yeah thank you for listening hear you next time have a good time stay safe stay healthy yeah that's all that i can say bye 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 bye, bye.